transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. we can't i guess we we could we could probably slide that mcdonald's theme song somewhere in that baseline and just hide it enough that mcdonald's might not sue us you know (laughs) oh god you know folks it is a big it's a monument here it's a shame we can't be together to record this one, but episode 100 of Madden oh Edition. My, it is it is the culmination of more than 100 episodes worth of sitting down and talking. <laughs> We're probably doing like this. 107 in terms of, <laughs> but, or maybe like 115 by how many we've lost along that the might, way. That might be the lost episodes are a mythical thing, but yeah, here and now lies. The triple digit status, one double zero. My, you God. know, part of me really wanted us to go back through the episodes and do like a best of, like edit, <laughs> but that would take too long. <laughs> that would and be we wild. Neither of us have the time to do something like that. We're not going to do this. This is out of <laughs> sheer love. <laughs> this is dedication to corn dogs and entertainment alike. <laughs> should we should we start just reminiscing, looking back? Matt, when I was a mere child, having been freshly hired at Bad Dwarf and Bronson. <laughs> it was a, it was a moment, man. I think like when we, when that, when that first, when we first really like met, I for sure, I don't know. I was in a, I was in a different place. I'd say <laughs> I was a bit of a loose cannon, a loose surfing, <laughs> surfing, coming to work in sunglasses indoors. Yeah, I was definitely. <laughs> As I said to somebody else today, I was more of a drunk back then. <laughs> but you know, it 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 uh, what was like always fun was like coming to work and like getting to fucking basically just hang with you, yeah. and and then that's really what kind of bled into like. Dude, yo, I, like, I remember the first time I, I have a genuine memory of the first time we geeked out, and I was like, you "Like comics, man!" And you went, "Fuck yeah." <laughs> it's always <laughs> comics man it's always yeah. comics like that's yeah i think that day it was uh it, it was in the midst of uh the secret empire run in like 2018 oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. and yeah. i was or like uh, 2017 maybe i was super down with it and i just want to talk with somebody about about it and that was it i believe dude and to be honest Secret Empire holds up. I don't know about it. Holds up good. (laughs) No, it's it's solid. Yeah, it's solid still. But no, it's it is. It's like it's cool that like, and this is kind of a theme for like a lot of old heart shit. It's just it like it spawns from your genuine, authentic like love of something, right? Like you're just like I have all this want to like 
spill over and talk about this or yeah. like you know or like I mean, I nerd you, out about it you put it pretty well when talking about uh people's responses to under further review and this is something that i've noticed uh even with my friends who have staunchly defended my taste in music mm-hmm. uh <laughs> said that even when somebody's <laughs> getting ripped apart it's in good fun everybody's oh, yeah. there because there's a mutual love for one another mm-hmm. and what they're talking about yeah exactly man and like it's it'll be really cool in the long run i think to be able to and this goes for you know for us on the with this show and like uh you know the 100 episodes that have been up and are out there for people like these these whole things that we're building and we're creating constantly with this as dusty put it old heart cinematic universe uh (laughs) you know (laughs) like it's it'll be this really cool i'm really hoping that it'll be this awesome testament to just like friendship and like the things that we all fucking loved and enjoyed when we were you know younger and going through the ages as we yeah. you know continue it's just it's it's a it's it's it, i don't know for me it's a fucking special thing that we do here there you it know? is you know i'll end our little moment of reminiscing with this yeah i got a single tear coming down we, my eye right single now. tear you know it was <laughs> that, that was that was actually that was actually a very hard phone uh beautiful thing that you just said oh, but what i what i what i get from this is we started a podcast before it was cool <laughs> our coworkers laughed at us it's true they thought it was stupid everybody thought it was dumb they're like what what but do you do <laughs> nowadays people fuck around and joke about how to, oh, look at all these white dudes making podcasts and we're here we're here, <laughs> we're here and we've been here <laughs> it's the truth and it's like it is it's it's it's, it's funny to like it's like one of my favorite things is to like have somebody who just thinks it's not like a, a thing like a, th- a thing we do or something like seriously and then like to try and rope them in and yeah. then be like this is like this is what recording is like <laughs> you, yeah. know? <laughs> you know it's like this is uh, this is like i don't know it's it's a thing like i've tried to convince some folks to hop behind the mic and like do, oh, yeah. do things and it's not for everybody and so it does it's take not. like a certain personality to be able to like sit down and just be like i am gonna say these things and like whether they get thrown back in my face or not they're out there <laughs> i mean i feel like we're being relatively inoffensive here oh I mean, for like, sure you see some of the, some of those clips of those like alpha male podcasts oh, they're God, fucking some... terrible yeah my 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 older brother actually uh he what's his handle big bag big bad bug uh he, he recently <laughs> that's a he, great handle dude he um he he supports our podcast down in uh denver and in, in colorado hey. he uh he like he every now and then he'll like repost something that we post up and he's like always listening but recently he te- he like posted something and then said like what was the phrasing it was like semi-vulgar nerds <laughs> like talk about, talk about <laughs> and i was like that's kind of perfect like we don't go full vulgar all the time but like well i'd say like you know you, you got to expect some fuckery at least there's a little bit there's a little bit of piss and vinegar in our takes <laughs> oh sometimes it gets in you know oh yeah <laughs> but so, you, you know, know let's oh, get no. to it the people are here for matinee edition this but we're true. but we're breaking from tradition no gaming minute because nothing <laughs> happened this week fair enough but Uh, that's fine because we shockingly have uh some like a few like dc options what is is a greater gift to matinee edition to celebrate 100 episodes than hearing that ezra miller has apparently been fired from every single warner brothers thing that he's in dude 
It is fucking nuts. Can it you is, imagine? There the are sweat? few better things <laughs> that we could have been gifted by the universe Dude, for a like, 100th episode. Like for yeah. other than Brie Larson being in Fast and Furious. You know? <laughs> oh my God, we didn't. Yeah, we, we <laughs> forgot that we, we didn't even talk about talking about that. That is true. I she's part of the family now. But <laughs> I, I was like, Ugh. fuck. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Ezra Miller, man. So like, it. it one, I have never really been like the biggest fan of Ezra Miller's Flash. Like, I've just kind of accepted the fact that he was given the the role of the Flash. It was a weird um, choice. It was a weird choice. It never made sense to me. And and you know, they were like, it's it's really funny to me that like after after his original casting, years later, they've really like Warner Brothers has really tried to build themselves up around the flash all of a sudden yeah. you know what i mean like the flashpoint cool. movie is going to be shaking things up supposedly you know if i mean if it even like is like on track now Dude, i don't know i think i think that movie's never going to come out man i mean it would be a shame could you imagine because andy muschietti is like such a fucking good director yeah. it would be such a shame to have I wasted mean- all that talent that's on that movie like now all that time like, now it's 2023 right Oh my god! Yeah, it was that's supposed to come out in 2018. It's fucking nuts. I th- I really I wouldn't be surprised if anything. It ends up like if they if they like try to distance themselves from it. I think they're gonna cut drop, their losses and put it on HBO Max. That's what I was gonna say. It's like I bet they put it on, out on streaming or something. Yeah. You know, like because it's just too it's too much that they've sunk into it. Yeah. I imagine. But oh I my mean, god, what, dude. Like, we're like we're like ahead of this weird and like aside Ezra Miller sounds like an asshole, you know. Dude, he, he does like he gives he gives off the vibe of like those celebrities like that are so detached from reality that they don't know like the bounds of normal interaction anymore. Like apparently like yeah. Eddie Murphy's that way. Like he's been such a <laughs> yeah. superstar for so long, he doesn't know how to exist in the real world anymore. That yeah. He's, so, just, he's just always doing different characters exactly it's like just he's walking around his donkey you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah but like he gives off like the sociopath celebrity vibe like yeah. closer to a i don't fucking know closer to like a logan paul than a the rock you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> He's he's a quirky he's a quirky uh, uh, Logan Paul type. <laughs> oh, perfect! I, like, Let's cast him for surprised. the Flash. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Ezra Miller in like one of those like YouTuber boxing matches in like the near future. <laughs> yeah, he'd be crazy though. He'd be crazy. He wouldn't. He'd be like he he'd be like I refuse to wear a mouth guard or something just because he wants to like <laughs> he wants to. Yeah, he wants to show that he's fucking nuts. I don't know, yeah. like something stupid. But yeah, like he's gotten a whole bunch of heat and like it's culminated in him getting arrested. Yep. And it's now like, to me, the the thing that Apparently I'm worried about- Apparently the restraining order was dropped, by the way. So oh, well, well, whatever. Good, good, good on him. <laughs> he got lucky. Uh, the, the thing that, the, that bugs me the most is that not only have they kind of really started uh, centering- their next phases of things around this flashpoint movie so they're gonna to have to shake it up now like but now like it's there's, ruining... like there's enough organization in the fucking dc yeah, dude. i mean they were fair. already like they were already you know the, the spongebob meme where it's like spongebob in his own mind and they're throwing the papers everywhere <laughs> yeah that's yeah. that's dchq already <laughs> just fucking and, and now as they're like 
Warner Brothers is like, we don't want to, uh, we're limiting all of our future work with Ezra Miller. And then they just like put a fucking flamethrower in that room now. It was yeah. already chaos and now it's just burning to the ground. Yeah, dude. And let's not forget, like, not only does this affect that, but like, wasn't it what I can't remember? Did Ezra Miller's character continue on in the the secret or the the Fantastic Beast movies? Yeah, he was a, that affects it too, right? Yeah, because it's the same studio. I haven't seen, um, I haven't seen, and I've heard that Fantastic Beast Three is a fucking nightmare. I, I had the it has it had like the lowest box office record for the opening of that trilogy. Oh. And I think like of for like certain uh, I can't remember the statistics, but yeah, it's not doing not doing you know, hot, it seems like I actually saw I actually saw something where it was like Fantastic Beast Three and Morbius saved cinema because they both flopped hard. Hmm. It shows that people don't want soulless cash grab garbage. Yeah. Like I mean, it doesn't people... matter what you're attaching yourself to or like how you're trying to market something, people won't care. Yeah. Like that's if, a if good it makes something bad. That's a really good point. Like people just aren't going to turn out for it. Like they, they now know the value of the, of like going to the cinema and like yeah. what, it, you know, and so well, it's think, not like something that they're going to do for everything anymore. I mean, like we saw fantastic beasts. That's a fucking, it's a Harry Potter. What should be a Kingmaker? You know, yeah. you should be just able to attach something to that universe and have it kill. Yeah. But that's not how the world works anymore. Much like Morbius, like yeah. the Spider-Man shit from the trailer isn't in the movie. It's all cut. Which is like, I remember. It's so scummy. I can't remember what who the quote came from, but I remember reading a quote from somebody attached to the Morbius, and it was like, it was like expressing uh, that they weren't really sure why the Spider-Man stuff was in the trailer because yeah, they, oh, it was the director. It yeah, was completely out of his hands. Yeah, it was just like they put it in there to, to for the market grab, and they were like, he has like, he like it was like it's not in the it's not it doesn't have anything to do with the movie like. Yeah which is fucking crazy but and then yeah but then i imagine that that's something dc is going to fall into like apathy sets in mm-hmm. if you like if you're not really presenting anything of value like people are going to see straight through it like the batman killed it was a good movie mm-hmm. and like the like joker did a great job mm-hmm. and it, it made a very impressive box office for radar film yeah i like i don't think with all this negative press about ezra miller all the production delays, people are aware of that shit now. I don't think the Flash is going to do well. Hmm. And I mean, like, they're definitely it, like from other reports, it looks like DC is trying to clean shop and sort of uh, revamp themselves. Yeah. Well, like, okay. So you mentioned the Joker, and and you know, like before the Joker hit a billion dollars, it. I think the only other like successful uh, rated R uh, comic book movie was Deadpool. Yeah. Up until that point. And Deadpool so, was the movie that it beat in terms of like radar box office. Yeah. And so Joker flipped the fucking script and like really like, you know, I remember at the time reading reports that like Todd Phillips, you know, sort of went to executives and pitched the idea of like something that they're doing with the comics or that they were planning on doing kind of like this like black label uh, where where it's like, you know, rated R or like heavier story to takes on characters that are outside of, you know, this overall canon that they want. Yeah. And, you know, like, which is what like the Joker would be, for instance. Like a, like a Justice League dark type, you know, or like yeah. those, or like the Apocalypse War series, the, the animated ones that were super gritty, super dark. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, that would be a really fucking smart idea because, you know, one of the last episodes we talked about, um, you know, the character of Mr. Freeze. 
you know, for instance, like if you pull it off right, you could you could make a Mr. Freeze solo movie. I, yeah. I like you know because it's a, because it's a character you can you can emotionally manipulate like yeah. audiences to There's care enough about there. Yeah, and you know, which was why it'd be a great character for another Batman movie to choose from if they take it seriously. But you know, like, you, like the fact that DC hasn't or Warner Brothers hasn't tried to like, you know, follow up on an option like that up until now is crazy. But the reports, you know, like things that we've you know kind of been referencing, are all talking about how like they're you know now desperately trying to figure out something that like lies between like the Joker and, you know, the Batman or something in terms of mood yeah. that like, that will, that will like work for, you know, new movies. Well, and, wasn't like, one of the reports saying and, that like they're looking for their Kevin Feige. Yeah. And that's another big one. Like they're, they're trying, like somebody tried, some, they've I mean, tried somebody that. that's of the industry that is understanding enough, you know, obviously yeah. whoever they have now is not doing it well. Yeah. They tried to rope in fucking um, Jeff Johns. Com- they got like a yeah well yeah. jeff johns was you know as, as in like the fucking comic book writer yeah. aficionado right so like he no but but here's my argument with that i think that this is and this is sort of it can go the other way it's like why i don't like that kevin feige's like the director of all things marvel at this point mm-hmm. even the comics it's a different medium it needs oh, a different exactly. expertise and that's exactly. why i think kevin feige worked for the movies so well yeah, and that yeah that, that was, that's my point. That's why that's why I think a character like Jeff Johns, who I, I can't speak to whether that dude's like the head of the studio or any shit like that, but yeah. I know he got heavily involved, and that's why like characters like that don't fucking work out all the time because yeah. they don't know medium. the industry. You know what I mean? Yep. And yeah, like so 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 for it's really just funny that it's it's twenty twenty two. Yeah. I had to think about that for a second because we were just talking <laughs> time warp, man. Um, no, so it's you know it's just really funny to think that it's like this. It's it's you know gone on this long, and now they're like, okay, my God, we need to find we need to find our own Feige. Like is it, that's like you, you you didn't think about that. Like you didn't yeah, think about that in this now. decade of bullshit movies that you've been giving people. <laughs> yeah, it has been nine years since Man of Steel. And that's the other thing. So, so supposedly, and I don't agree with this necessarily, but supposedly they're like having executives, you know, saying shit like, like characters like Superman have been sitting on the shelf and need to be shaken up again, like, you know, brought back no. out. And, and it's like, it, I mean, like, I, I, how do you I say know, it? I don't disagree with the super, with a Superman franchise, but I, I don't think that that needs to be the focus again yeah. you know what i mean put superman you know, in a welcome background move in you know who would be a fantastic starting point for like a new version of dc and it's like they could go for like i can definitely see like them going for the darker stuff they have a successful side there yeah but you want to make a kid friendly mcu ish style thing do that blue beetle movie and make oh, it yeah. fantastic maybe yeah. tie it in with shazam you well, know? so so here's the thing. I mean, they are working on that Blue Beetle. Like they're working on an HBO series for Blue Beetle. Yeah, and it's got it's geared more towards. It has the kid from um from Cobra Kai. Yeah, um, good casting. Yeah, good casting. But but you know you're right. Where they need to take some of their uh, I'm not B-list, slight, you know? yeah, yeah, and it's like you know some of these characters are fucking well regarded. Like yeah. you mentioned the Blue Beetle, Ted Cord. 
there's like special a special place in some people's hearts for ted cord you know they're like same thing with uh with you know the green lantern guy gardner you know the like you do a movie with those two because those two are like a a fucking pair you do a you do a blue beetle booster gold fucking movie you're gonna probably you're probably gonna put families in the seats of that fucking movie yeah it would i mean mean? we've seen like marvel sold guardians of the galaxy yeah hard sell the trailers were kick-ass you make a great promotional marketing campaign for this Make it some deep cuts because then that's internet marketing. People are going to be like, what's this YouTube video? Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, it's like you can sort of play off of how like deep this industry goes. Yeah. Well, you know, they they do have a couple of movies, you know, that will be interesting to try to make. I think linchpins moving forward. You know, will be a great. This was a TV show from when I was a kid. Do a static shock series. Oh yeah, yeah, static shock, dude. Holy like, shit. I forgot. I was thinking, I was like, is static shock a DC character? So and he is. Yeah, so check this. So like so that that character got really really popular off of that animated series. It was really um, good. And I think he's only included in like a handful of things, like comic book wise. Yeah, like, like it's like from an alternate, you know, Earth or whatever. But but you know, like, okay, so you know, like characters like that, like characters like um you know they ruined they fucking ruined the opportunity i think for a little while but black lightning the cw did a black oh, lightning yeah. show that like was cool at first you really established this uh, the, some interesting characters like all cw shows and then it just slowly becomes like bu- more bullshit and more like like you know, what they did to the flash yeah more cheese and but like like characters like that would be really awesome if you did like a grounded take on them in yeah. like you know in a, in the dc universe like and yes yeah, like yeah, and dude. even like it's totally fine for them to have the flexibility to target different audiences yeah i think dc might find more success not going for this cohesive thing that marvel's done no i Tell don't some I, more I, isolated yeah. stories you know yeah. like maybe have very specific sects of the universe come together have the balls to do a fucking like blade runner-esque batman beyond movie oh dude and you will fucking make a billion dollars you You know actually there's a very cool like uh elseworld series going on right now called uh it's so did you hear about the white knight a few years ago yeah yeah it was where the joker like sort of was in the bruce wayne position like he was this uh mogul and got in gotham nobody and he had like a like a normal like strongman facade mm-hmm. and he so he wasn't outwardly a lunatic and people like loved him for like shaking everything up yeah him and harley quinn were essentially politicians they're doing the white knight beyond now nice and terry mcginnis is in it the art is fucking cool it's that's what i'm saying dude like, it's like there's there's so many options and i think dc it just like they shouldn't go and shake up Superman. Everyone knows Superman. Yeah. The only new, the, <clears throat> the best thing that I can say they've done so far is the first Wonder Woman movie. Is a good yeah. movie and Shazam. And like we hadn't seen a live action Wonder Woman in decades before that, except for the fucking brief TV show appearance in like Smallville. But the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Do you do? But do you get what I mean? It's like we have Shazam was a was a fantastic film because mm-hmm. like aquaman did really well at the box office people don't hate it it's and it seems like it knows exactly what it is yeah and it's like and no, then the true. batman is, is was a success because it's an incredible film yeah but well, like maybe start diving a bit deeper than just these surface level options 
no it's it's the truth and like you know one of the best things that they've done with superman in recent time has been the cameo in shazam you know and uh, where and then that's why i mean where it's like what they need to do is they need to establish these individual stories and pieces and they need to like put cameos in of like you know i don't know just like you know in fucking uh gotham city you see like a streak of blue blue and red going across the sky at at one point in the movie yeah and so you're like okay superman's fucking flying by and so you know that these characters are out there and then once in a while you pull the big names together to do a big name you know collaboration movie and then you continue to build like these individual pieces of like of yeah like you said like like auxiliary or you know b-list kind of as characters yeah like it'd be awesome to see a fucking black canary movie oh like, a killer yeah like you know shit like that like you know i think uh and it's stuff like this i think dc is way too reactive hmm. i think uh like if we see if dr strange kills we'll see a constantine movie like a greenlit yeah well, there's a Constantine Greenlit. series that is that has been like kind of being again. They're really de- like it seems like they're developing a lot of these like HBO series, yeah. and Constantine's one of them. And like lately, you're starting to see it's all fucking it's all planned. And the closer we get to Doctor Strange, you're starting to see these like little leaks online of like, oh, this might be part of the Constantine script for the show, yeah. and like blah blah blah. And it's like so they're they're generating interest around the idea. Yeah you know yeah it's like i think yeah i think but in that sense i think they're too reactive and you know it's these little it's these little drops of like info they think marvel's done really well much like praise praise feige but i mean like like the dude's done a fucking incredible job of creating that cohesion i mean i guess we can just sort of dive into marvel from here before we get to moon Knight, i want to say did you see that david harbour is doing press for dr strange I, I did see that and it's leaving everybody's like head scratching. It seems like I know because, is red guardian in it. What? <laughs> well, I mean like uh, a cameo wouldn't be, wouldn't be a side to some degree. I don't think I he'd love, be like a I would love major to see player, but him like fall into a universe that's like Superman red sun, but in like the Marvel universe <laughs> where red guardians run the show and like captain America's long dead. Yeah, that'd be wild. It's like a secret empire, but with but Red Guardian. Yeah, that'd be funny. I, yeah, I, I, no, I think that'd but, be but great. And that, then that's what I like. That's why it's a brilliant move, is because David Harbour is a charismatic individual for one. Yeah. His character was, was really charismatic in the movie. Yeah, and, you know, and so like to include some sort of bit with him would be like, or I think a really clever like not and in broke some more popularity in know? the same way as uh like in uh what if the watcher is getting punched by ultron through all these universes and they land in one and captain america is in the background getting sworn in as president yeah it's like <laughs> it's like that it's the little exactly. things you know exactly i think i i think i you know and this is this is the beautiful position marvel's in now is that a fan can truly say i don't know like yeah. and really have like that being the honest truth like you, anything and, but, and, seems but to be bad. on the table no yeah anything seems to be on the table and trust is earned you know yeah. trust has been earned and so it's like i'm willing to see what the fuck they do <laughs> yeah. you know i think uh i think like looking ahead to dr strange there's so much that can happen you mm-hmm. know i think marvel has done their due diligence in building and now people are just on board. And eventually DC will be able to get to that if they make good shit. Yeah. Like yeah. Where, where people will be like, 
I don't have a second thought when I see like a Marvel thing. I'm at least going to check it out. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you know, with like, well, it's even with like the hype sometimes, like sometimes you get so much more, you like you, you focus so much more on some of the hype for like these Marvel movies because of that head scratcher. And like, you know, with DC, it's just not the same. Like, because everything's so drawn out and, and you know not but i think you know I think the timelines like, are always shifting it seems like and there's a you know. there's a place for disconnection there's yeah. a place for like saying this is its own thing yeah. or being like this is its own corner we're not going to really reference stuff but i think also oh, go I, no i think that's where like moon knight fits into this is yeah. like it's not super referential to the greater mcu no but uh, <laughs> will it will it bolster that universe absolutely because of that separation it's a whole you know, different angle um the the guy that runs that does comics explain we i follow the old, old heart account Great follows YouTuber. him and yeah yeah he posted this thing that i totally agree with he's he said um moon knight would probably really benefit from referencing the giant celestial head and hand popping out of the ocean <laughs> 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 that's like the one that's like the one thing in the mc that i feel like they're starting to do the comic thing where like crazy shit happens and like the civilians are like oh well the world moves on <laughs> the world, we've seen crazier shit yeah it half the of, people just came back it is kind of interesting <laughs> but, there's a hand popping out of the indian ocean whoop-de-doo yeah but i want to say um one last one last little like jab at dc <laughs> i don't i don't care like like you, you won't have my solid like dedication until I read an article like I did today about somebody who went and saw Spider Man in 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 the theater, the same theater, two hundred and ninety two <laughs> times to <laughs> to break the Guinness Book of World Record. No. Like, yeah. So That's until crazy. like until somebody that, does man. that for like Black Adam or something like that, you know that you guys have been hyping about for fucking five I think years. What you, I think like, what you mean is the Man in Black. <laughs> the man oh my god dude they, that's what i mean they're even like fucking that up like where it's like dude you don't have to like make it edgier like you no, it's already edgy enough <laughs> yeah, oh my god black anyway. adam is already a bit of an angsty character it's so fucking true um, um but we're speaking a, of we're a, a yeah and a bit of yeah. angst yeah exactly so i think me and kate want to dive into moon Knight on the spinoff man edition podcast uh Amateur's note, go ahead and listen to the uh, second episode out now with Matinee Edition. Um, But we want to dive into the, we'll probably end up diving into the narrative on that. But in general, this third episode was pretty fucking weak in my mind. It felt like a lot of stuff got left on the cutting room floor and it felt jittery because of that. Like it was in a rush. Yeah, there's some really like, there's some cool shit. There's some really impressive moments, you know, like the turning back of the sky. Cool moment. Uh, the you know, like the meeting of the the fucking avatars of the gods, like also cool. But like, it just how do I, like how it do I say it? A bit too like, fast. For all the hype that Moon Knight had garnered, um, it's not fully paying off yet. Yeah. And and that's that's like the weirdest thing to me. Like I really 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 want to like Moon Knight. But so far I'm struggling with it. Like I'm like I'm like the CGI is like all right. I don't like the I don't like the character like uh the the version of the character that that they're presenting as Mr. Knight. I don't 
I think it makes sense. I do. But they're trying. I, know, I mean, they're trying different. to. Yeah, like like everything, they're trying to like replicate that like, you know, f- like funny edge. They're basically just trying to create like a Ryan Reynolds character right yeah. there, and like that makes sense because it sells. And like, Deadpool. yeah, and you know, the, the that, that, story gets kind of rushed as I think you're, you know, like along the way. And, and I think, I think the best bits though, are when Mark and Steven are playing off of each other, that back and forth, I find entertaining a lot of times. Like I, I, I find it obnoxious after a while. Like, I think, I think it can wear thin. I think I probably I'm, like Eddie Brock and Venom better than I like that. Like, like, to be I, yeah. honest, like, I don't know. I feel like it, de- it depends. Both can wear thin in different ways, but like the bit where they're in the middle of the fight at the end of the third episode mm-hmm. and Steven forces his way out. And it's like, everyone just calm down and gets impaled. And he's like, come back out, Mark, come back out. I think that's Wait. funny. It, it it yeah i mean it is it's like it's it's funny but i'm also like how do i say it i don't like the idea of making this dude's mental disorder too comical you yes. know what i mean like <laughs> I, I get that i completely understand like because i think that's kind of not how reality is for most people yeah and i mean granted this is a superhero movie but if marvel's think, the big company that's representing everybody then like I think they, they should be showing up for it. that I think they can get away with it because it because of the ridiculousness of the setup. Because the dude's wearing a fucking magical Egyptian suit to begin with, exactly. so it's not like anything. And he's relevant. possessed by a god. Yeah. So it's like it's like his mind's broken because of that. Yeah. Like it'd be different if they tried to diagnose him, you know. Yeah. But he is he. I, I think they're just gonna end up being like he's his mind fractured when he got possessed. You know. Well, but that's the thing. I mean, in the series and even in this episode, they reference that uh Khonshu chose him because his mind was fucked up so it'd be easier for him to manipulate which is ridiculous i think it, i think it makes i think it makes sense because Khonshu has been shown to not always be a good guy in the comics yeah he well, has yeah, one of his own yeah. motives and he sometimes is completely willing to fuck over the avengers to get ahead yeah the Khonshu is like the most interesting at this moment like one of the most interesting elements of the show right now Absolutely. because because you don't know i mean like the end of this episode there seems or you know there seems to be this like almost like self-sacrifice you know made by the by the by the god and so you're and it seems like almost out of character so you're like what's this dude really getting out of this you know what i mean like i think i think going into the next few episodes this is i'm i'd be willing to forgive this episode being mediocre Hmm. we're in the the ascending action we're in, Definitely. you know, I expect, I expect this, and this sort of is the, the thing with episodic series versus movies, especially a limited series like Moon Knight. We're in act two still. And that can lend to some unsatisfying story moments or ways of where the story just sort of falls off. Mm. I expect act three to start at the end of the next episode because then there's two to go. Fair and, enough. you know, I think, how they land Moon Knight in the end will determine how I end up feeling about the series overall. In the same yeah. way as like I feel like WandaVision fizzled out in the end, and that's why Loki is still my favorite in the MCU, like the MCU shows. Yeah, yeah. Well, Loki. Yeah, because Loki had like just like it had a it had a good ending to season one, in my opinion. I feel yeah. like Wanda sort of just like didn't really land it. 
yeah it was kind of like almost like the expected ending with one exactly. vision you know and that's yeah that's really what like you know i i don't know like i i still like like i said like i, I really want to like the series i'm looking forward to watching like watching the rest of it as it comes out every week um but there's like there are some really like cool like elements of this like you know all the way down to like little details like in the first episode you see ethan hawk's character crushing all that glass and like yeah. walking in the, you know putting oh, you, it in sandals. you can time. still hear it every time there's like a quiet room and he's it's like nice walking it's like it's like little things like that that make uh every character in this show like have a, a side that you just are like I don't know if I like, I don't know. There's just something that you don't trust about anybody. Layla, Mark, like, you know, fucking Harrow. Like, yeah, I think, I think, I think at this point there is not enough. Like it's, it's at this point it is so incomplete that it's difficult to pass total judgment. Mm. But I just really hope, I really hope that they don't go down the road of Layla uh, falling in love with Steven. I think they're going to though, which I know. is upsetting. Which the, is uh, fucking lame. <laughs> I do I do want to say I have come around to your perspective on the suit. I think in theory the suit looks very good, but you can completely tell that they had no practical suit. Yeah. Which is why Mr. Knight, like say what you will about their perspective and like the way they've written Mr. Knight. Mm. It's a good looking suit because it's real. The Moon Knight suit has no practical equivalent and you can tell it doesn't engage with like it looks uncanny because the movements aren't completely human yeah it's why the spider-man no way home and like far from home they had a practical suit that they mapped all the cgi onto afterwards and cleaned it up it's what they did for black panther in a lot of cases except for that janky third act fight like like that's why those suits look so good it's because there was a real one that they decided to clean up and post rather than have essentially a fully CGI model fighting people. Yeah. And that, and that's what I mean. Like it, it just, I don't know. It just stands out too weird. Now, I will yeah. agree with you. I do like the costume design of the Mr. Knight character. You know yeah. what I mean? I think that they've, they've done a really good job with that. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, that main costume is just kind of like, I don't know. The I, more I, you well, see it. I, I like, like, I like the concept. I get the idea behind it. I understand the logic behind it. Yeah. But there's a there's a lack of tactile to it, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It just looks. It you, looks. You can little... tell that there's nothing there when it's engaging with an environment. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, but you know, like like I said, overall though, I think optimism is still is still uh, oh, yeah. great to apply to to Moon Knight because I do think it's going it's you know going somewhere in an interesting oh, direction. Yeah. And again. It's a property that of Marvel that's exploring a different side of Marvel. We're really getting into like the idea of these new gods and old gods and shit like that that have been existing in the universe, you know. So, um kind of cool. You know, but there is a beauty to something ending. Oh. Oh, segues. Marvel's <laughs> never gonna end. It'll be with us till the day we die. <laughs> but Stranger Things will end. Oh man. And this is apparently the beginning of the end, man yes oh my what god a trailer holy you text shit me, you text me the the trailer when it dropped and you were like holy shit this is incredible it's it like oh dude like i don't even need them to do any more press for this fucking movie if they just I'm, leave that I'm trailer sold. there i'm there i am like oh my god i cannot wait i hope they drop all the episodes so i can fucking binge it as hard as possible like great music choice for the trailer as well 
dude, there's so much to take in on this trailer, though. So, yeah, like, there's a lot going on. Like, you get a little more explanation as to what's up with that house, that clock, possibly, yep. you know, all that mm-hmm. shit, which leads to a really fucking wild character introduction at the end of this. Yeah, what I'm assuming is the mind flare actually getting a body. I'm pretty sure that's like our boy Robert England, all like CGI and some weird too. like mixture, oh, like swamp thing mixed Here's with a thing. mind flare. Yeah, they already confirmed it's completely practical. What the fuck, dude? That's awesome. That's yeah, talk, fucking. It looks talk about so moon, good. Going dude. back to Moon Knight briefly. Yeah, you can tell it looks so good. Yeah, dude, I'm so glad people like I, this is so funny because even earlier today I was talking to somebody else about about how much better practical of like effects are, yeah. you know, and roping you in as a fucking viewer and like I mean, it's the whole thing like the uh, the Demogorgon was almost completely practical. Yeah, it's they just it's just an aesthetic, man. You know, yeah. and uh, but, oh my god, dude, it. like. Like, so, you know, like, like that was a super cool, like culminating moment in the trailer, but like, you see some really interesting things. It looks like Hopper obviously is like, you know, slaving away in Russia, perhaps like, you know, there's like an interrogation looking scene or something, you know, um, what's their fucking name? The, the, not, not 11, the, uh, the other uh, young lady with the orange hair, Max, Max, Max Max looks like she has powers. Dude, like I'm interested in her storyline going into this season because like there's that she's shot of, of her like that, like fucking levitating over the grave she's one or whatever. Of those characters they haven't done too much with yet. No, but she's been like a really great when they you know I think it was really pivotal for the show to introduce more to that core group. You know what I mean? And so when they introduced Max, uh, and then like kind of roped it into like a, a you know a longer staying character, a longer running yeah. character, like I and thought it was what a they really solid. In the last season was really good as well. Yeah, and that looks like it's going to play into you know some of the elements here. Like she's obviously you know mourning Billy and just to a degree, you know, and oh, actually man, going back just... to the upside down for the first time in a couple seasons. Yo, it even shows them like looking like they're riding their fucking bikes around in the upside down. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? I was like, dude, shredding a guitar in the outside. Oh my god, that was the most so cool. I was like, what (laughs) is happening right now? Um, And that's this is the it's like the art of making a trailer. There, Mm. there. Sometimes you see a trailer and you're like, like I don't need to watch the movie. (laughs) This is so entertaining, dude. I yeah. Like I think uh, the final trailer for Infinity War did that. The one that ended with Captain America holding the gauntlet away from him. Oh my god, yeah, that shot. Uh, oh, incredible, incredible. Oh, yeah. It's like it's, it's like still, uh, this movie's coming. If I die, I'll be a happy man. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I saw that Stranger Things trailer perfectly encapsulated everything I wanted from a trailer. Yeah, one hundred percent. You you got me intrigued on what's coming. It's I don't exactly know what's going on, and that's okay. Yeah, and I will relish whatever the fuck happens. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's it was like, incredible. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's so hard. And, you know, uh, like it's been said that each episode of this season is over an hour long, right? No or like shit. hour, hour minimum, it seemed like. So I imagine well, like, and this is what's interesting. They're splitting up into two volumes. Yeah. Which, so, so I, I think if I'm remembering right, it's eight or 10 episodes and it's going to be four or five and then four and five. Which is, yeah, that's sick. I, I, so I, I, I think. It's, I, I want to watch a four-hour fucking Stranger Things movie. That month is going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's because what is it? It's May 25th because that's why they bumped Kenobi. May 24th and then July 4th. Yeah. So, like, dude, fuck, I have to get the day off. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, for real though. Yeah, it was like something to like build your life around the dropping of that. Of that it was funny. My, part. my mom, I got my mom hooked on Stranger Things. Kate got me hooked initially. Nice. Then I got my mom hooked. My mom, and my sister hooked. Sadly, Victoria is living in Seattle now. And my mom was like, Can you and Kate come over and watch it with me? Because dad doesn't care. Oh. And I, I was like, Yeah, let's do it. Let's have a little Stranger Things evening. Yeah, fuck yeah. Dude, the, it's, it's, it's a show that has like, it has elements for like, a very wide demographic you know what i mean yeah and, and that's one of its successes not only did it capture such a great uh you know nostalgic theme and like atmosphere they built that horror right into it they built the sci-fi intrigue right into it you know the characters that you can kind of grow with and that you can attach yourselves to and then yeah. you know like you know yeah, not, not not to it's just not to such shoot. a good fucking show not to wax poetic Chef's anymore kiss. on like how much love Marvel has for what they do, mm. but you can tell in the same way that like the people who are running the MCU love the comics, you can tell that the Duffer brothers who like came up with Stranger Things have a genuine love for the inspirations of the series. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and it's like and like it it seeps through it. Like, yeah. say what you will. I know people have mixed feelings on season two. I know some people have mixed feelings on season three. It's good TV. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've, I've seen the whole, like, too much of a good thing argument. Fuck that. <laughs> it's been three years. I'm down, you know? Yeah. Give me it's been more. Almost, Give me it's been more. almost four years, actually. Dude. So, and I'm the excited. thing is, I've been, I've been looking forward to it since that last season ended. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. It's it's a rare thing these days to like really get hooked that that hard into a show. I think you know, a lot of stuff think, just gets thrown at you. You watch it and you're just like, yeah, that was kind of cool. <laughs> and I think the the wait is gonna pay off for them. There's gonna yep. be so much hype. Oh, People yeah. are gonna be so excited for Stranger Things. Yeah, it's 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 the truth, man. Like, and then you know, this that's such a smart move breaking up into two parts. You know, because the hype will be there for the first part, and then you know all, well, you, think, all people just be like sitting on their fucking on their fucking hands waiting you know trying it to might, it might be that happy medium between the disney plus weekly release style and the binge watching everything at once yeah like because that was the issue with stranger things three was that it immediately left the public discourse after like three weeks yeah it was it, that it happened was to like shit you know that, that happened to amazon's the boys also like exactly that. the boys yeah and then they changed the release structure in the next season exactly i think i think we're definitely gonna see sort of a transition back towards like weekly media mm-hmm. or at least some like multiple drops type thing similar to how old heart radio releases podcasts on weekends um, <laughs> it's the truth though like it's it's i think like like as much as i am down for like a good binge watch every now and then like you know you gotta be in the mood yeah and this was something that i think you know it was i think it was like um you know uh a symptom of how tv was made that you know things kind of rolled out in a certain schedule and how they did eventually but the facts of the matter are like if you give people time to breathe in between you know an episode 
then you have like a greater conversation and a greater fascination. I don't think yeah. people lose interest. I think they just, they just get more interested because the suspense builds all week to the next episode, yeah. you know, like that's oh. the whole point. You know what? Uh, actually speaking of uh, yeah, gaining or in this case, losing interest week to week, uh, give me the gaming minute sample. Uh, the Halo show fucking sucks. End gaming minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's my losing God. people week to week. Oh <laughs> my God, is it terrible? I didn't think that you could fuck up Halo. I, you know, a while back there was an episode where I said Halo has the potential of Star Wars. I was completely wrong, and it was out of line. <laughs> it was my, it was my gamer glasses on. It was a ridiculous statement to make, but I made it with complete confidence in the moment. The oh, and here we are, dude. They took you know what's cool about the first Halo? The Halo mm. ring is this super alien, fucking crazy piece of architecture. Yeah. The whole game, you're trying to figure out what it is. Yeah, at the end, you're like, Holy shit, this thing's gonna wipe out the Milky Way in the dude. end, and you right? stop it. Episode two of Halo, a dude just tells them it's a weapon. What <laughs> I was like, Why? Oh, yeah. Save that to the end. That's (laughs) such a good fucking cliffhanger for the end of a season. Yeah, dude. Like, why? Like, why would you miss that? Like, how? Episode two, just some dude that was captured by the Covenant's like, it's a weapon. (laughs) Oh, my God, man. What a terrible idea. Yeah, like, really, though, that's like a linchpin of the fucking game in the story, you know? It's such a good moment in the narrative. It's so cool because it. It's it's one of the strongest moments in that entire universe. Yeah. When Master Chief realizes that he was moments away from killing everyone. It's a fucking joke, dude. What the hell? Like, yeah. I mean, I didn't have like high expectations, but like Neither I really I. was just hoping. I was like in the back of my mind, really hoping that they did pull off something cool. You know what yeah. I mean? Like <laughs> i'm just it's like dc all over again i'm having dc flashbacks oh, God. come on you can do it apparently, you can do apparently it. No, sonic you can't. 2 is really good though so yeah, i did yeah. yeah i've heard sonic 2 sonic 2 is like the most successful video game movie release of all time or something like that. I mean, me and kate are definitely gonna do an amateurs note episode on video game movies and we'll have to watch like detective pikachu and the sonic films yeah, those two. Like, those two would be really good ones to look at, I think. Maybe Detective we'll Pikachu it. was fucking solid, man, if you ask me. I've never seen it. Yeah, you've never seen it? I thought you nah, did. No, I'm a total Pokemon guy, but I've never seen Detective Pikachu. I thought it was solid for what it was, if, I, if I'm if i recalling. That's what right I've movie. heard. It's like, it knows exactly what it is. Yeah, then that's what I liked about it. I was like, this feels comfortable, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Uh, Kate, well, Kate has seen it, and she said, like, apparently there's a scene with, like, a bunch of Greninja, like, stalking him. And she 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 watched it with like a bunch of kids at like a summer camp when she that she was volunteering at, okay. and I guess they were fucking terrified. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. Well, hey, I mean, horror is there for everybody, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh man, is this a good good place to end episode one hundred? 
I think I think I think it is. I think we've I think this has been a really fun episode. We've gotten to cover some really like pivotal things for our show yeah. this week, which is kind of just happenstance, you know, like yeah, like like these are all like really like formative interests. We we even mentioned Fast and Furious in this episode. So. <laughs> Damn. So we've are really those, tied it back to the roots. Around the Fast and Furious episodes. They are. They're like some of the most they're like some of the first episodes there. So they would be Listeners, like they, I, go I back and find them for really mediocre audio quality. Yeah. And us talking for 20 to 45 minutes about Fast and Furious at a time. Look up. You got to look up if you're, if you're interested, corn dogs. Those are got to be like matinee edition, like uh, at the very five. top. So like probably like, yeah, look, look through like one, two, three, four, five. I think they're, they're somewhere like in there. Maybe Infinity War. Like we're right around there. And and we were going hard on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. near the beginning. Too, oh, God. We, we, we had an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. segment. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole dedication. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, those are the days. If only we could get Agent Coulson to shout us out somehow, like that'd be dope, dude. That'd, that'd, be, would that'd be, be awesome. Dope. We should see if we can get him on the show. Local oh yokels, yeah, locals only. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god. god! All right. Well, on that note, honestly, genuinely, my friend, I really appreciate you and like you know, like us do us doing this every week. It's something that I I get to look forward to, whether it's you know in person or you know over Zoom. I'll take what I can get. Hey, I will you know, say. Because- these these past couple years have been weird. They've been fucking crazy. It is it has been even via Zoom that like year we did podcasts via Zoom was a, a great time. It was something agree. to look forward to during a very dreary time. Hopefully, the listeners looked forward to seeing an episode every once in a while. I, I you know I think they keep coming back for them. So you know I, we'll say we'll say this. Here's a hundred and here's to a fucking hundred more, man. Amen. Amen. Hell yeah. Well, right. we gotta plug everything though. Can't forget. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Corporate called. Corporate old heart. Uh <laughs> saying we're not plugging enough. The uh so uh Matinee Edition weekly. Thanks for listening, folks. Under further review, anger leads to hate. Very funny up. episode. <laughs> <laughs> go check it out it's already out by the time this will this will been released part two will come next week uh amateurs note me and kate doing a little sh- show this episode is all about being like dive diving into a narrative as an audience yeah. and how uh immersive that can be or how terrible it can be <laughs> <laughs> um and then what else we got Wait, we got whack yeah. arnold's what was whack arnold's this week uh this week's episode whack arnold's was like in 1976, I want to say 76 movie called Eaten Alive. It's about a giant crocodile and a really fucking weird dude in some backwoods <laughs> help a hotel. Uh, next week for Whack Arnold, we got uh, Halloween 3 coming up, Season of the Witch. So that's kind of hey, a classic. So. There you go. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we got, you know, we'll just keep churning that butter. We'll, uh, you can find all, all posts and like related information on some of the socials, you know, Instagram, old heart radio. Oh yeah. That's the main, that's the main artery right there. Exactly. And you can find all these on, you know, all these pods on, uh, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, you know, they're out there for you. I guess so are we. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're watching you. (laughs) And on that note, we'll wrap matinee edition 100.